never did a logo before, and we made a logo on that day for him. He loves it. Welcome to Discovering Design, a podcast featuring a different guest each episode recounting their initial career, what sparked their interest in the creative arts, and how they pivoted to a full-time role in user experience design. Our guest for this episode is Austin Andrees. Austin began their professional career as a benefits advisor. We'll learn about growing up in Utah, what it's like to help retirees living on a fixed income, and why having in-laws isn't as bad as they say. And with that, I'd like to introduce... Austin Andrews. I'm from South Jordan, Utah, which is a suburb of Salt Lake, about 25 minutes, something like that. Uh, south, Salt Lake, uh, about 45 minutes to the closest ski resort. A um, couple hours away from like Arches and Moab and Zion's National Park. Say I grew up in a time where Utah was pretty low key. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like it was suburbs, but it was, you know, not not like it is now. It's probably 10x or 20x in the last, you know, 10, 15 years. So the Great Salt Lake is, I don't know, an hour away and we get a ton of snow from that. It's not as good as it used to be. But we used to get a lot of snow, similar to like Buffalo and stuff. We'd have similar kind of weather to them. My mom's a Mary Kay lady. She's a director and has been doing that my whole life. And my dad uh, just retired from UPS. He's a manager at UPS. It was really nice to see him retire. He's actually trying to pursue his own business ventures now. And um, he he's always, he graduated from my, both my parents went to the U, University of Utah. I was an artist as a kid, so did a lot of that too. My grandpa's a professional painter, so I kind of, he never, I mean, he taught me many things over many years of little lessons, but he never like mentored me or anything. I just got the talent lucky and early on. And my dad was artistic too, just like his dad. And, um, but I pursued it more than he did. My grandpa was definitely the one who inspired me to, to be an artist and to use that in my creativity in my career. He was a classic oil painter landscapes mainly he painted landscapes and was actually pretty well renowned he sold a lot of paintings he had his own studio and all sorts of stuff throughout life but he lived a very humble life i looked up to him a lot he designed logos as well which is kind of ironic i think and he passed away before i did this he passed away in 2019 right before i got married for utahns yes i am a latter-day saint grew up that way. I'm still practicing. I'm, I'm married and I have me and my wife, my daughter, all of us still go to church and I know I don't drink or smoke or anything. I have went rogue for a couple of years after in my young adult life. I guess I just kind of got lazy and I didn't have any sort of, um, I guess, any like adult influence when you're on your own. And so, you know, I, I guess I kind of just didn't, I didn't like lose faith or like have any sort of like event in my life. It was more of a, a lack of motivation a little bit. I did have a lot of pressure to 
like be, you know, go on a, a mission. Everyone's probably seen LDS missionaries. And, and I did serve a mission, but the church is pretty interesting. History, historically, it was a, it was founded by Joseph Smith. Um, and when Joseph Smith passed away and they, they the pioneers came to Utah, that's where it kind of split into different segments. Brigham Young, Brigham Young University became the next prophet, and he's not a descendant of Joseph Smith. And so that's where FLDS and stuff kind of split off and they like some some different there's there's different kinds of LDS, but they're like, let's just say like 90% or higher is the, you know, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is where I'm under, but like FLDS and other groups are like a very small communities in like a small town. They live, they're like the polygamous communities still to this day. I came home early from my mission and um, one of my neighborhood, I wouldn't even say friends, acquaintances, because he, he's also a part of the church, but he's much older than me. Like, I don't know, eight years older than me. I never really talked to him, but apparently he heard that I came home and offered me up a job um, that was really good pay at the time. I checked it out. It was a benefit advisor role to sell health insurance. Uh, eventually got my like insurance license and was able to offer insurance. It was just a local company, a small startup called Extend Health. Paid pretty good for a 19-year-old. I think I was getting like 19 an hour, something like that to start around there back in 2013. So it was pretty good. Did that while I was going to school. And I knew I was going to school to learn to do something with digital art. I didn't take any uh, loans out for college or anything. It was all paid by me need to get licensed and i failed my first test because i failed the test the first time i ended up doing applications so it wasn't a licensed role but once i got licensed i think a year later um i was able to actually sell plans so i learned a lot about sales leading someone to an end result as well as how to specifically choose what to say and what to exclude so as a benefit advisor, just some context, I sold ins health insurance and Medicare insurance and like ancillary products like dental vision, things like that. Partnered with large companies like IBM, General Electric, um, PepsiCo, and all their retirees would essentially transition into my company as we're like a giant HR hub and we handle insurance for them and the companies would provide funds for them. You call, I help you. I help you apply or have someone else help you fill out an application and then that's it. Let's just say January to maybe July. I'm waiting like 30 to 45 minutes in between phone calls. So I'm sitting around. I spent a lot of time watching YouTube, watching whatever I was into at the time. The season, which is um, probably starts to ramp up in September and officially starts in October and goes till um, end of December pretty much. But yeah, the enrollment period season for Medicare and healthcare, I'm taking like back-to-back -back calls, eight hours plus, sometimes they want OT. And it's every, you literally pick up your phone, you take, you got 15 minutes. It's a, it's a, not a salary role. It's an hourly. So clock in, you pick up calls all day long. You take a 15 minute break, take a lunch, take a 15 minute. And you have like a team with a supervisor, that kind of thing. It was very exhausting but i loved what i did you know there's so many people who just could do it online you know and they should and that's actually what i'm 
do now, which is interesting. It's kind of funny, but they should be, should have been doing it online, but they just, they just wanted someone's help just to be safe because it's such a big decision for them. And just for just some context, these calls could be average hour to two hours. The main calls are actually that are tougher funding based where they are submitting claims and stuff and they're just not getting it. And you know, it's money. People get mad about money. If they say, Oh, I'm promised this much of funds. And I say, okay, well, I only see this much funds. I'm going to have to like submit a ticket, have on the back end, the client review it, approve it or deny. It takes like four to six weeks. They'll call back like six times within that four to six weeks window. And they'll just be really pissed off. It's just one of those things where when you're on a fixed income, any delays to reimbursements and funds is like, is super critical for them because they, what else are they going to do? You know, they're retired, but I just really liked helping people that really needed the help. You know, almost no one was using the website, man. Our website was really bad and it was really hard. Like just to give you context, I work on the website now and it's still 30% of users can get in. What I'm trying to get at by saying that is that these people just had to call and, you know, wait on hold for me for two to three hours or whatever. And I took care of them. So I felt like it was a, when I, people would email me, they would, you know, send notes, you know, people are really nice and they'd leave a lot of really good kind words. I speak Spanish. I serve my mission in Mexico, so I could take a little bit more advanced calls. And, and to be honest, I, because I knew that it wasn't my career, like I, did really well in sales. I was in the top 10% for multiple years, but I never, I think the company always knew, all my supervisors, all my coworkers knew that I, this is not my career. This is not what I'm pursuing. Went to school, took advanced placement, college art in high school for multiple years in, I don't know, 2010. Went to Utah Valley University. I pursued digital media, which was any Adobe products early, like really early Adobe products. Um, I did some 3ds Max, some Maya, um, some animation. So I did Flash, Adobe Flash. So um, I tried all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, I took I don't know what this class, but I took multiple of those classes just so I could have more time. I even did like some of the the Wacom, like very like probably some of the first Wacom tablets that I would just draw on, like digital art. Early on, I I chose that as my career path. I just didn't niche anywhere. I, we got married, um, in October, 2019, a few months later, COVID hit. And, um, I was, I didn't go to school for, I don't know, a few semesters, probably a, you know, I don't know, six months at least. I was kind of like with COVID happening, everything was online and I'm like, man, I'm not paying 400 bucks a class plus to do an online class. So I thought I was going to do CGI. I thought I was going to be making movies. That was my that was my plan or my my the thought in my, my head. Um, my brother-in-law that I just you know gained is a big-time project manager in Silicon Valley. He worked for ADP, worked for Wayfair. So I interviewed him and just kind of like told him, "Listen, this is all I've been doing, and this is like my personality." Because I didn't know him. He lives in a whole other state. I've talked to him like twice, and he just said, "Have you heard of UX design?" And I was like, "No." He pretty much told me what it is, told me to research it, gave me some books to read. And I dove in and it was perfect. I specifically chose not to do graphic design because I thought AI would like take over graphic design in the next 10, 15 years. And so I, when I found out about UX, I'm like, okay, like this is great. This is like, 
the connection that I don't think AI is going to be doing anytime soon. You know, I could spend 30 years doing UX and never be the master at everything. You know, there's just so much to, 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 to learn. While I was going to school and doing all these things, I never did anything on my own free time. It was always school, life, I mean, work, right? Whatever. But it was always disconnected. And once my career started and I was passionate about it, it's like intermingled in everything. So like, I'm always learning. I'm always like, everything I do on YouTube is always career growth. You need, you should be focusing more on like, what, what is wrong and how can I improve that? You have to align your ideas with the business plan and structure and the vision. My mentality going into it was like, I didn't, I didn't graduate college. I dropped out maybe, I don't know, a few semesters away from my associates and, you know, another few semesters away from bachelor's. So I was like, well, I want to get it at a jump on the new graduates by getting real work experience. I used WordPress to start to build websites for small businesses of people I knew. So I reached out to my connections. The UX for something like a marketing website to market like pest control or solar panels or something like that, there's UX in it, but just building a site from scratch is not, it's harder to show like really the thought, your thought process being new, documenting everything and showing that in your portfolio and selling it and showing your impact. It was hard to get experience and show that I knew what I was doing. Writing case studies sucks. I hate writing case studies. So it is a, that took me months and I'm very proud of my site, especially for, you know, the amount of experience I had and the time I launched it. And I'm almost about to launch my second site and it is still that painful process, but it is a, um, a necessary one. It's something you're really proud of that you can stand by. It represents you. So the first paying job I got was um, called Iring Pest. It's a pest control company. It was a good friend who started his own company and was just doing door-to-door sales and wanted a website. He was very, he, I mean, he's a sales person. So he, he was very hard to sell. And I eventually talked him into, I think, I don't know, $500 for a logo and website. Never did a logo before. And we made a logo on that day for him. He loves it. It was an interesting project, but I, I really love the website. It ended up being pretty cool, worked pretty well for him. He, he's tripled his business. I learned how much value I can provide for a person, business, period. I learned a lot about building websites and designing and building. I ended up building, designing it and building it at the same time instead of designing it first and then translating it. That was terrible, it took way too long. For me, this is just my opinion, but I feel like all of your, all, all of my life experience, not just with work, but just in general, goes somewhere. It's not wasted. I am so much more resilient and good at, I'm not better at sales than I would have been, significantly better at sales with my freelance business than if I wasn't a benefit advisor for eight years or whatever. I have imposter syndrome on some different things. I have way, I have way more confidence in my actual, like, hands-on design, my interview skills, my sales skills. Don't compare yourself to others, compare yourself to yourself. So just being comfortable talking and, and knowing how to, to have a presence on like a phone call or a Zoom meeting or whatever. Some people are really uncomfortable with that kind of thing. And so that helped. 
way you want to frame things verbiage wise, you need to be confident and and not be like shy when you throw numbers out and, and just be straight up with people and be transparent. So the more software, you know, the faster you can pick up new software. So any job that you use multiple software, it's, it's not useless. My three-year plan is to run my own agency. I'm going to be starting to look for a, uh, a next move in my career um, with probably a local company in Utah. There's a ton of fintech. There's a ton of SaaS real close to me. Dude, I've been booked for freelancing for like eight, nine months. My rates are like double my current salary. And so I'm, I want to pursue that, but I need to have not only enough money saved up, but because I have, I'm going to, you know, I have one kid having another kid on the way and I'm the only breadwinner. I want to mitigate the risk as much as possible. I never had ambition to do my own thing ever. In my mind, I just felt like I was okay with me my wife as well. She, she wants to live in some like remote area and like not see anybody and just chill. You know, we don't need a fancy luxurious life. It made me realize, holy cow, I can, I myself can offer so much value to these people in these companies. I should be like, and I can do my own thing. I can make my own choices. I can run my own show. I want to be the best at what I want to do, whether it's in UX or something else. I don't care, but like, I'm not, this is just a step for me. This is not a, I'm not, you know, snoozing here. So that's just kind of what I've, it's just a mentality change, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. If you put your mind to it and work hard and pick your lane that you want, you know, want to land in, that you can make it happen and you shouldn't compare yourself to others. You shouldn't think that there's a specific path that you need to take. It's your own path. At the end of the day, enjoy the ride. You have plenty of time and enjoy, don't, don't overwork. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your, your kids at the age they are and don't have work in your career, the center of your life. Get experience and you, and use all the free knowledge out there. If you have the time to spend a hundred thousand hours on YouTube and get all that free content, sick, do it. If you are wanting a faster track to, let's say I want six months to a year to land my first UX job, invest in a course but don't think that that's going to do anything for you other than helping you have a process, helping you understand a mindset and a framework for what you need to do. The only way you're really going to understand is if you actually apply it to real products, real life. Thank Austin for sharing their journey and all of you for listening. Until next time.